Hi, you are listening to The Humans We Are with Carola, episode number 20. human friends i am sending you all the warmest of wishes for a beautiful day today if you're tuning into this show for the very first time let me just say welcome you are in the right place if you're looking to cultivate your love your self-love your self-kindness your self-compassion so that you can have a more fulfilling relationship with yourself and if you want to chase your dreams and your goals with love and from abundance in your heart instead of self-judgment and scarcity this is a place that you will love so this week i have been feeling really off i i don't know how to describe it with one word that's not off but I'm gonna go into a little bit more of details so if you've seen some of my stories on Instagram you have probably already heard about it so for example upon waking up in the morning I was noticing this undercurrent of like urgency like anxiety you know like when when you slept through the alarm and you're running late Although I wasn't running late, but there was this underlying sense of urgency that it made me not be very present in the moment. In the mornings, for example, before leaving for school with my kids, I I was like already thinking about traffic and are we going to make it on time? And we, we weren't late, but my mind wanted to go there. So the, the effect that that produced was that my interactions with the kids were more unpleasant and that was totally on me i was kind of like rushing them and just like short not fun another thing that i noticed was that most days this past week i was feeling irritable and short just in general like for example i normally have lunch with my husband and it's a great moment for us normally because we can share about what's going on and we're not being interrupted. It's like our time as grown-ups and we just share a meal and we both work from home so it works really well for us. But this week I was noticing that while he was talking it's like I was in my head going like come on finish finish your idea. I want you to stop talking already like it it's not that I wanted to talk it's not that I was kind of like waiting for my turn to get something off my chest I don't know I was just like in a hurry like I wanted him to be over his story already <laughs> I just felt so impatient with him and it was I, I I don't know how good of a job I did trying to not act from those feelings i think i managed to do that and i i was just noticing and witnessing what was going on inside of me while we were 
interacting during the lunchtime. Another thing that I noticed was that my thoughts this week tended to go more to the pessimistic side. Like for example, one day my son didn't want to study for a math test that he had this week, this uh, past week. And my mind would immediately go to where not only he failed this particular test this week, but his whole life was wrecked. And it was my fault because I wasn't being firm enough. So that made me approach him more um, strictly, more sternly. We were not seeing eye to eye. And now that I am talking about it, ah, it's like I can see with more distance that I was probably overreacting a little bit. But I know in that moment it felt so real. Like this was such a horrible uh, situation and that he was really ruining his future and I was being um, a, a, an accomplice to to that. So, not good. Another thing that I noticed was that I am usually a very relaxed driver. I don't tend to get angry while I drive. It's usually a space where we would be listening to a podcast or to music or just talking with the kids. So it's for the most part a, a very relaxed and fun space. But this week I was noticing my brain was more on edge about things like uh, people and quote unquote, okay, so quote unquote people cutting me off or quote unquote others driving poorly or you know what I mean like being very judgmental about other people's driving skills or, or decisions or like just even movements on the road so that also didn't allow me to be present in the car with the kids for the conversations that were being had or even to the podcasts that I was listening to Okay, and the last one that I wanted to share today that I noticed is, you know, that self-critical voice in our heads. I have one of those too. It got really, really loud. See, for my whole life, I have had this thing, this belief that I don't belong. And the reasons that I don't belong, according to that voice, are that I am too weird, I am awkward, I am too much, I am too opinionated, or too tall, or too short, or too old, or not tall enough, or not good enough, not young enough, or not rich enough, not successful enough, not smart enough, not funny enough, not nice I am not someone that another human would like to spend time with. And for the most part, that voice is not that loud lately. It it doesn't show up that often anymore. And when it does, well, you know, I have tools now. So I don't identify with it. And normally I just acknowledge it and I I, I don't let her call the shots. But this week, though, 
You know, I meet with a group of women entrepreneurs every month and I love them. It's a small group and, you know, having a coaching business can be pretty lonely. So it's really a great space to share our experiences and support each other. You get what I mean. You get the picture. But this past week, we had our monthly meeting and it was so interesting. And by interesting, I mean horrible. <laughs> I'm going to confess here. And this is only a little more easy because while I am recording, I am alone. And I can pretend like nobody will ever listen to this. But I didn't get up to go to the bathroom because the voice in my mind was saying that if I did, while I was gone they would talk about kicking me out of the group. It felt super real. And even now, it still does a little. It feels like it's a possible thing, like it could happen. But now, even like with the distance, I can see that even if that were to happen, which from where I am now, it seems unlikely, but even if that were to happen, so what? It would be sad for sure. There would be some emotions for sure. Sadness, shame, anger, frustration. But that's it. It wouldn't be the end of the world or it wouldn't destroy me in any way, shape or form. <laughs> so, because I felt so off during the week, I noticed that I felt a lot of urges to eat more, to eat sweets, chocolate, even more fruit. I also noticed the urges to go on YouTube and just watch videos and just keep myself entertained or to play a game on my phone. Like I wanted to just escape the present moment. And the reason that I wanted to share with you here is because I learned a few lessons about myself and I think these may land for you too. So here they are. Number one, just noticing how you feel without the need to change it can be super powerful. When you don't make yourself wrong for feeling bad and when you get curious instead, there's room to grow and to get more intimate with yourself. Just watching and acknowledging what I was feeling, what was real and true for me. Just that felt good and like a relief. Calling, naming what I was feeling and trying to understand and to give myself compassion was really the key. Treating myself well because I was feeling bad and not to change how I was feeling. That was the best part. So, how aware are you of how you feel at any given moment? Do you normally name your states? I want to invite you to have a regular check-in with yourself throughout the day. Maybe more than one if that seems um, like a good idea to you. And you can anchor them to what you already do so that it's easier to incorporate this into your habits and not forget. So some examples are 
while you're showering in the morning, while you're brushing your teeth in the car right before lunch. It doesn't matter really when you do it, whatever works for you. But I would suggest that you find at least one, one to three checkpoints in your day where you notice what's present, what's real. Just don't judge it, just name it. Now, extra bonus points if you keep a small pocket notebook where you can keep track of what you find. Like you can uh, write down one word or three words of that describe how you're feeling. That will be super insightful when you look back then to your week to get a sense of how you've really been. Number two, acknowledging the facts and what was true as circumstances surrounding me was also super helpful. For example, for different reasons, at least three of the days during the week, I slept less than six hours. And that, I know that's too little for me. I need between seven and nine hours to function optimally. And I'm also in perimenopause, so my cycles are not predictable, in terms of days at least. There are some signs that tell me that this could have been going on for me, like for example, um, when I used to have more regular cycles and I knew I was PMSing, um, I would get breast breast soreness and headaches and my face would break out and those three things happened also this week. So making these connections between facts and circumstances surrounding you and validating your experience from that perspective is also super powerful. So are you connecting the dots? I know many of you don't connect the dots. I know it because very often in a coaching session, someone will come and be very confused about why they're feeling so off and depressed and pessimistic and whatnot. And then when I ask, how are you sleeping? Um, Where are you in your cycle? Are you drinking enough water? Are you moving your body? It's like a light bulb goes off. Being a human is not like going around like a brain on a stick, as a coach friend used to say. What affects your human body affects your life experience as a human. So when you do this check-in, think about it. What could be impacting you at a physical and emotional level? Don't brush off those influences that you may find. Just acknowledge them. This will help you see how your experience makes sense. And it will also help you not jump to the conclusion that there's something wrong with you or that you are doing it wrong. Okay, and number three, I happened to coach a lot this week. It was such a good reminder that I know what my limit is and it's my responsibility to act accordingly, to take care of of those boundaries for myself. I love coaching and it really energizes me. It's truly life-giving. But as the human that I am, 
I also know that there is a threshold where that energizing effect dips. So do you know your limits? What is your sweet spot? And if you're thinking that even if you wanted to decide that your sweet spot is less than what you're working now and that there is no way that you could um, convince your employer or reduce your hours or like whatever, if your brain is immediately coming up with the objections why it's not even worth it that you know what your your limits are, all the more reasons to know what your limits are. And you know, it's also a good opportunity to challenge that notion that it's not possible for you to get what you want, to create a situation where you work the amount of time and with the intensity that you know you can produce the best at and that you know takes care of you and your health and your energy and your well-being overall because your employer will always want what they want and they have their own priorities and that's beautiful it's not personal though you need to know your priorities and your limits listen you may not act on it yet but i truly want to encourage you to start getting very clear on what your ideal situation is And once you come up with your ideal situation, then what is your second best? Or in other words, what are your nice to-haves? And what other things are are, are no way? Like what is completely off limits? Or maybe you would be willing to do for, for short periods. You know, like some jobs are more seasonal and the intensity is seasonal. And maybe once a year you're willing to work, I don't know, 60 to 80 hours a week for up to two weeks. And I'm making things up here, but you get the gist of it. But you also know that sometimes we we make those concessions and and then they become the norm. So you thought that it was going to be the exception And then you realize that you've been working 60 to 80 hours for months. And that's on you, my friend. If that's your situation and you believe that it's really not likely that your employer will change your working conditions and like this is the way that it's either this way or the highway, it's also valid to ask yourself, Do you really want to stay there in the long run? Or could it be beneficial that you make a decision now and you give yourself a time frame that you are going to create better conditions for you? Because it's also good to ask yourself, what is it costing you to stay in in a place where the conditions are destroying you in a way and I know that word might sound really dramatic but in the end if it's uh, impacting your health and your well-being it's most likely slowly but surely destroying your health and your well-being I was reminded of my limit this week and I recommitted to not allowing that to happen again And I encourage you to do the same if you find that this resonates with you.
besides all of this, I am not too much into astrology, but I was it was brought to my attention that there were some pretty intense things going on on that front too. What do I know? Maybe that was also playing a role in my feeling so off this week. For me, the best thing about what I experienced was being able to watch my human and accept her and love her and hold her as best and with as much love as I could offer her. All right, my loves, I hope this is resonating with you. And if it is, I am asking you again for your support. So please help me spread the word. Come on. I know you're listening. I see the numbers. I see you coming back week after week. So you must find this at least entertaining. There are two things that you can do and they only take a couple of minutes of your time. One is leave a rating and review on Apple or on Spotify. It really helps the algorithms show this show to more people. And the other thing is if you find this episode useful or if it made you think of someone that you love because you think they could enjoy it or they might benefit from listening to it, please share with them. Tell them why you thought of them. And just sharing with one person, you're not only helping me, you're of course helping them too. And they will thank you for that as well. All right. I am also uh, currently, and this is May 2023, I have spots available for one-on-one coaching. All of them are during office hours, Easter time. So if you have been considering one-on-one coaching and you think that maybe this is your sign, I want to encourage you to reach out and set up a consult call. It's free and we can both get a feel for each other and see if it's a good fit and if we would like and enjoy working together. And in order to book that consult, you only need to either send me an email at carolafuertes at gmail.com telling me what your time zone is and we will set it up. Or you can also find in the link in my bio on Instagram, where I am at Fuertes Carola, there is a link to book this um, free consult. Okay, I will be back next week. In the meantime, check in with your human. Notice what's present and real for her. Witness her, love her because she's feeling emotions and because she might be struggling not to make her change. Be with her, validate her feelings. Try to sense what kind of support she needs the most. Give her attention and love. She deserves it and you too. That's all for now, my lovely humans. Bye-bye.